Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Tonight's reading comes to us from Psalm 42, Psalm 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God, with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the height of Hermon, from the Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep, and the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love, and night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony, as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Despair, yes, despair, it is a horrible feeling. It can feel like a heavy and overwhelming emotion that consumes your thoughts and consumes your emotions. When despair sets in, you may feel like there's no hope for the future and everything is pointless. To make things worse, when despair takes root in your mind, in your soul, you can feel isolated, you can feel lonely, disconnected from the rest of the world. With despair, people may struggle to find motivation in life. They may struggle to have interest in activities that they once found motivation in. Fatigue, loss of appetite, restless nights also come from despair themselves. Perhaps the best way to describe, to describe despair is when you cry the blues or down in the dumps. But what is exactly going on when it comes to despair, when you have despair itself? In our reading from Psalm 42, we hear that the psalmist has despair with the apparent victory of the godless people in his midst, as well as being separated from God's merciful presence in that temple itself. In other words, as we hear this evening from Psalm 42, despair happens, it happens the most when a person feels like they have no control 
over a situation and their efforts are useless to overcome their predicament. Despair itself, it becomes very problematic. It becomes overwhelming. It becomes even more of a problem when your enemies, though, succeed and they shut off all opportunities for you to face out of that predicament. In a word, despair itself is when you are stuck in a very bad place and you have no way out. Now, there's no doubt about it that you and I will experience despair in this life often, just like the psalmist did in Psalm 42. However, many well-intentioned Christians will not want you to acknowledge this despair that you will experience or talk about it. For example, I can remember many years ago when I first was a pastor, a young boy, let's call him Noah, he had stage four cancer. The prognosis was not good. However, at the time, yes, at the time, there was a group of people in the church that I was serving that would not allow anyone to say anything negative about Noah. In other words, they insisted that we could only be positive and optimistic about Noah's condition of cancer, even though it was level four. They went so far as to say in that church that showing any signs of despair was a sign that the church itself did not have enough faith. According to them, the church had to believe that Noah could be healed. We had to be optimistic, full of faith, and only speak positive words. I remember that one day when the news came out that things were not looking good for Noah. The cancer was winning. He was eating up this little boy. Despair was everywhere at that time. However, this well-intentioned group of Christians, instead of going to compassion and sorrow in the midst of that despair, they attacked the church, they attacked the family, even us pastors, for not speaking positive affirmations and declaring God's promises of healing over Noah. They accused the church of sinning with despair. So this brings us back to Psalm 42. How are we Christians to suffer with despair? The psalmist in Psalm 42, he most definitely expressed his sorrow during his trials. The psalmist, as we heard this evening, he had despair over the fact that the pagans were, well, they were living in victory while he was separated from the temple of God. And so on the one hand, the psalmist had despair without a doubt. He expressed it. And on the other hand, the psalmist, he did not have despair, but he had certainty. How do we make sense of this, though? Back to Noah. When the news came in about Noah that death was very close, that it was coming for this little boy, needless to say, despair set in, and rightfully so. Medically, there was no way forward. There was no way out. All avenues, all options on the table had been exhausted. The proper response to Noah was indeed despair in that moment. But as already has been stated, that well-intentioned group of Christians, they did not want to allow the church and the family to be given to despair. And the reason was, the reason was, 
They were too, too narrow-minded, indeed too narrow-minded. They did not properly consider the resurrection. Now, dear friends, it is completely possible to have despair in this life over the trials of life and yet not have ultimate despair. One more time. It's completely possible to have despair in this life over the trials of life and yet not have ultimate despair. This is exactly what we're reading tonight in Psalm 42. The psalmist, he despairs over his situation. He confesses that his soul is downcast, down in the dumps, if you will, and he was crying the blues. He has despair in this life under the sun, yet he does not. He does not have ultimate despair, for he has certainty. He has certainty that despite all appearances, despite all circumstances, the Lord had salvation for him. And so again, it is quite possible to despair over the events of this life while simultaneously clinging to the certainty and the hope that the Lord God will make all things right in the very end. I remember one day talking to Noah's dad. He said to me something to the effect like this, I just wish these people would let me grieve my dying son. Why won't they let me cry? Why won't they let me cry? And the harsh answer was that these people were narrow-minded and failed to see beyond this present life to the hope of the resurrection to come. You've heard it said before that some people are so heavenly-minded that they are no earthly good, that they have no earthly good. However, these well-intentioned Christians, as well-intentioned as as they were, they were so earthly-minded that they were of no heavenly good. So baptized saints, if you find yourself in despair, it's important for you to know that your situation, it may change. It may change for the better. If so, God be praised. However, however, your situation may not change. It may not change for the better. It may actually get worse. And if it does, you are free to acknowledge this despair for this life and this world that we live in do not work the way, they do not work the way they're supposed to. This world, as you already know, is marred by sin. It's marred by death and the devil. This world does not offer much hope, but more often than not, it will rightfully lead us to despair. However, you need not be given to ultimate despair. You see, if there was no God, consider this, if there was no God and there was no resurrection of the dead, it would make sense to have the ultimate despair. If we had a dead God, like a dead idol, it would make sense to give ourselves over to the treachery of ultimate despair. However, because there is a God, a God who loves you, a God who died for you, a God who rose for you, a God who will come back and take you unto glory himself. Because you have a living, bleeding, dying, and rising, and coming God, coming back for you yet again, you can have hope. You can indeed have hope. Hope amid this earthly life of despair, 
Indeed, we must keep in mind that faith is not the absence or the denial of despair. Instead, faith is expressed in our sorrow and our lament during this life under the sun, during the trials of life, while simultaneously having certainty in a God who will make all things, make all things right. With Noah, his dad just wanted to be left alone so that he could acknowledge the despairing situation. His son was dying. The father needed to face the fact that it was the end for his son so that he could get to the point of recognizing that the Lord Jesus would indeed resurrect his son to newness of life at the end of all days. The father needed to grieve. He needed to lament. He needed to suffer because that was actual reality. Indeed. And yet at the same time, while the father had no certainty of his son being healed in this life under the sun, he had a profound certainty at the same time that his son, Noah, would be healed at the last great day, the resurrection of the dead, when the Lord Jesus would call Noah out of the grave to newness of life. The father knew that there would be a time beyond the current tears, beyond the current grief, beyond the current trial, when there would be no more tears, but laughter, joy, and life in Christ at the great resurrection. And so, dear friends, lament and have sorrow over this life, for often this is reality. Yet amid your sorrow and in the midst of your trials, do not lose yourself to ultimate despair with a narrow-minded view of seeing only this life under the sun and not the bigger picture of the resurrection. Never forget your Lord God, he loves you, he forgives you, and he will resurrect you on the last day when there will be no more, no more sin, no more suffering, no more injustice, and no more pain. You and I, we indeed suffer with trials, trials that will often bring despair, but not ultimate despair, for you and I are not alone. And this life this life that we live is not all that there is. You have Christ. Christ has you in this despairing world and will have you at the resurrection unto everlasting life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you. 